KDXI St. George, Radio St. George at 100.3 FM. And we welcome you to The Extraordinary Talk Show, a show to help you understand yourself and the world from a new perspective. And in the process, help you find your own personal extraordinary. And now your host for The Extraordinary Talk Show, Della Hill. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another Monday on the Extraordinary Talk Show. Guys, I want to jump right into it because today is day three. It will be the final episode on our three-part series of creating deep connections quickly. So we've talked about a lot of things. We're going to summarize some of that. But first of all, to start with, I want to give you guys one of my favorite hacks, one of my absolute favorite hacks to create a deep connection. You all know about remembering somebody's name. We hear over and over how powerful it is to remember somebody's name and use it. When someone hears you use their name in a positive reference to them or directly to them, it really creates a connection. What it tells that person when you hear their name, remember it and use it, it says you're important enough to me that I'm going to remember you and not discard you. How we feel when someone forgets our name is we kind of feel discarded. Oh, like, great, I'm, I was important enough that you don't even care what my name is. And we all come and go with hundreds of people every day, so it's impossible to remember, remember all of the names that you hear in a day. However, you have an absolute ultimate power because a name connects two people. When you remember someone's name, it creates a connection between you and that person. However, you can't remember the names of every single person that you meet. What you can do, and this is the absolute hack, guys, is teach everyone you meet your name. If they know your name, you now have a connection with a name. And hopefully you'll learn their name too. But in the meantime, teach them your name. They will never forget who you are. And then any positive feeling that you leave with them will be attached to your name. Can you ask for something more powerful than that, than to leave someone with a positive feeling about you and your name? The first time you meet someone, if you walk away and they, they are left with a positive feeling about you and your name, you have absolutely completely succeeded. So how do you teach every single person that you meet your name? That's a great question. First of all, there's a whole TED Talk on how to introduce yourself to someone and say your name the right way. I'll save you 15 minutes of that TED Talk. When you introduce yourself to someone, leave a pause between your first name and your last name. Hi, my name is Della Hill. See, if I rush it, hi, my name is Della Hill. I know... I've had opportunities where somebody has given me their name and I wasn't sure what that they told me was their first name and what was their last name, like where the separation was. So first of all, when you meet someone, give them your full name with a pause between the beginning of the first name and the last name. That for one thing clarifies what your name is, but there's something about the neuro-linguistic programming and how you say that that will stick in their head better than if you mash it all together. For one thing, if it's not clear and understandable, it's going to go in one ear and out the other. The brain will only catch on to and hold on to what is clear and understandable. Next, give them, anytime you meet someone, a reason to remember your name. This could be as easy as explaining how to spell it, even if they don't need an explanation. For example, if your name is Kathy, you might say, hi, my name is Kathy. That's spelled with a C. 
I met a delightful lady a couple of weeks ago. She said, hi, my name's Rhonda. She was across the room, so I didn't hear her really clearly. I, but I, it was important to me to know what her name was. And I said, hi, was that Rhonda with an R or Wanda with a W? And that's important for me. And me asking that clarification is going to create a hook in my brain that will help me remember her name, whether it's an R or a W. But Rhonda did something even better. She said, it's Rhonda with a RAR. Holy cow, I am never going to forget Rhonda's name. The next time I saw her, I said, hi, Rhonda with a RAR. And now that's kind of the thing that we joke about. I will never forget Rhonda's name because she taught it to me with a RAR. Do you get it? Here's my favorite way to introduce myself to people. And I love to do this with my patients because it's in a, in a casual way. This is kind of a joke that I use about my name. Hi, my name is Della. You might, I know you see a lot of people, so you might forget it, but let me help you remember it. When I was in fourth grade, the kids used to tease me and say, what did Della wear? People, for some reason, love that joke. And it gets them on my team for a few different reasons. One is now they're never going to forget my name. They have a joke that they have laughed about in order to connect me to them. Next If this person was ever teased as a child, they now have something in common with me. And you want to know something? 90 plus percent of kids growing up in America were teased as a child. Sometimes it extended to bullying. Sometimes it was just teasing. But every single one of us got teased on some level or another. So I give that joke and all of a sudden this person now knows my name. If they forget my name, they have a joke they can tell themselves to remember my name. They've laughed while thinking about my name. I've got them. I will have patients that I see every two to three weeks maybe, but they remember me clearly even after they've only met me once, maybe twice, because when they hear my name, they remember it. Also, I introduce myself again. If it has been a period of time, long enough that they might have forgotten my name in between now and the last time I saw them, I'll remind them who I am. Hi, I'm Della, just in case you forgot. There are a hundred or more different ways to teach your name to someone and make sure they remember it. Say I'm in a more professional environment and I want to come across not as telling a joke, but as a professional, I might be as simple, I might say as simple as, hi, my name is Della. That's with two L's. Hi, my name is Della. That's with a D and two L's. Hearing that creates a hook in that person's brain and they're more likely to remember it. So that's the name hack, guys. You might meet hundreds of people in a day. If you are brilliant, you might remember most of their names. If you're an average person like the rest of us, you're going to remember a few of those names and you're going to remember the names of people that made an impact and stated their name closely enough to that impact that you could connect them and create a connection that you would remember. All you have to do to get people to remember you is teach them your name in a memorable way. It can be simple, it can be funny, it can be a joke, it can be serious, it can be professional, it can be however you want. But think about it and practice it. Come up with a professional way, come up with a joking way. Do it. People will remember you. 
And that is one of the greatest ways that you can build a connection quickly, so quickly, so deeply with someone that cannot be built any other way. And that's pretty phenomenal. Pause for a water sip. But that's not all I have for you today. Let's wrap up some of these other things we've talked about. Next, another key, key critical element of creating deep connections with people is authenticity and vulnerability. Now, I talked about authenticity on the show once before, and I even got some phone calls later because some people didn't understand exactly how I was trying to explain it. So let me do a better job this time, I hope. All of us want to be accepted. Every single person here on this earth wants to be accepted. And most of us want to be liked. We all want to make an impact. It's, it's part of our, our human needs for um, that, like Tony Robbins talks about, we need vulnerability or we need consistency. We need inconsistency. We need to know that we have power of some sort. We need to know that we matter. Guys, that's all it really comes down to. Every single person wants to know that they matter. And it's easy to say hi to somebody in passing. It doesn't take much longer than that to let them know that they matter, that you care about them, and that you accept them as they are. And guys, that's the scariest thing for us, for all of us. We all want to be accepted. I want to be accepted, but but what if what if I show you who I really am and you don't like me? That's terrifying. And that's something that every single one of us faces every single time we meet another person. And so when we meet other people, we don't let them see our true selves. Every time we meet a new person, we have a facade in place, a shield, a barrier, a wall to protect us. We put on this facade what we think other people want to see, how we think other people will accept us. We do our hair and dress up and wear makeup and do these things, not so much because we like it, even though we do, but because other people interact with us based on how we look. I recognize that my appearance is part of how I interact with people. Because if I appear comfortable where they are comfortable, then they can allow themselves to be comfortable with me. We can talk about clothing and appearance another time. What we're going for is when you meet that person and you have your facade up and they have their facade up, how do you get both of you to drop those facades so that you can actually interconnect? When I had foster kids, I had a lot of foster kids who would say, when they respect me, I'll respect them. And it was a big, big lesson that I had to teach my foster kids. You got to do it first. It's a whole law of attraction thing, guys. You can't look at the mirror and tell the mirror, okay, as soon as you smile, then I'll smile. It doesn't work that way. You got to smile and immediately, instantaneously, the mirror will smile back. But it starts with you. If you want that person to drop their facade and let you in, you have to drop your facade and invite them in. You have to show them that you're a safe person. 
You have to show them that they can be comfortable and safe with you. You do this by dropping your facade. You do this by being vulnerable. You do this by showing them that you are vulnerable and that you trust them enough to show them a part of your vulnerability. Magic happens in that moment because what we're really looking for is a safe place. We know we can be vulnerable when someone else is vulnerable with us. We can create that magic when we create the vulnerability first. When we create the vulnerability, it opens the door for them. Their facade now has permission to drop. Doesn't mean it will, but it means that they now have permission to let it go because you're letting them see a part of who you really are, which gives them courage to show who they really are. And we really, we want to show who we really are, but we're afraid of it. And most of us don't even know who we really are because we're so busy hiding behind our own facade that we think that that facade is who we are. That facade isn't who we are. And I, I believe in, in the potential of a perfect world where we can all let down our facades, where we can all be the genuine, real, authentic people that we are, and we can all be open and accepting of each other. So here's a critical part of vulnerability. You show some vulnerability, they might show some vulnerability back. If they show vulnerability back and you snap judgment onto their vulnerability, you might as well yank the rug right out from under you. You're lost. When they show some vulnerability, be open, be loving. Guys, I talk about all these ways to crack open a person so you can get in and help them. Some of these ways even feel manipulative if you're using them ethically wrong. All of these things are tips and tactics to help that I use so that people will let down their wall for me so that I can get in so that I can help them. And the only reason that these tactics that I use work as well as they do is because my core motivation is to love, serve, and help these people. All of these things, if your motivation is to abuse or manipulate them, will be less effective. Also, if you're using tips and tricks to be manipulative, guess what the law of attraction is going to bring back to you? I want to help people. That's what I want to come back to my life. That's what I'm giving out. But I know that using these deep connections allows me to be real with people. And guys, this is such a gift for me. I'm not only getting out of this that I have great connections with people. This takes practice. This kind of vulnerability and authenticity that I'm talking about, it takes practice. As you do it, you get better at it. As you get better at it, you get better being authentic. And as you get better being authentic, you learn about yourself. You learn who you, you really are when you're being authentic. You learn what your authenticity means. It's not the stories that you tell to impress people. It's, it's not the jokes that you tell to get a laugh. It's who you really are, what your real feelings are, what your real passions are. And when you can open up just a little bit, if you can crack open your vulnerability and show someone what you really care about, it makes you real. It brings you down to earth. It makes you 
connectable. And not only that, but it creates a magnetism that other people want to connect with. So you can rewatch these three shows and learn all these tips and tricks about how to connect deeply. But the key element, you can combine all of them, but the key element is you must be using these things with a desire to help love and serve the person that you're connecting with. If you have that intention and motivation, you're unstoppable. And what you connect and create with that person might also be unstoppable. Part of being authentic, too, is just letting go. Sometimes letting go can be one of the hardest things that we have to do. Let go of your worry. Let go of your pride. Let go of your insecurities, guys, because we all have them. And when we're interacting with another person, our insecurities are screaming, too. And it can be really difficult to set that insecurity aside or open up about it. But when you do that, it shows them that you're a safe place and they can open up to you too. It's critical and it's amazing. So let's summarize from the last three shows some of the things that we talked about. All of these things are things that I use every single day, every time I interact with a new person to help me create a deep connection with them. First of all is facial reading for personality. We did a whole show on this a couple of weeks ago. The way I use this is I look at the wrinkles that have been created on their face after years and years of creating the same expressions. That tells you what expressions this person has been having on their face for years, what emotions cause those expressions, and that tells you what kind of person you have. For example, if they have a long line in the middle of their forehead between their eyebrows, that's called a hanging needle. That line is created by a furrowed brow of concentration. That is a person who gets stuff done. Another one is if they have a, a line between the edge of their nose and the outer corner of their mouth, what you might call a smile line, that means that they have found their life purpose. And that's interesting. Sometimes you'll find someone who has a part of a line, a partial line, but it's not full. And that's a person who's in the process of finding and developing and living their life purpose. When you understand those things, and I'm not going to go over all of them. There's a whole show about it. When you understand those things, you can understand things about that person, about their personality, about their motivation. And when you understand those things, it gives you kind of an in to help create that connection. Next is to match their voice. If they're speaking loudly, if they're speaking quietly, even if they're speaking with a slight accent, you can match those things, repeat back to them the very words that they are saying and create trust. It's unconscious. They will almost never realize that you're doing it. People sitting around watching might notice that you're doing it, but the person you're doing it with almost never realizes that you're doing it. They just know that you're speaking their language and that creates trust. Next, you want to match body language. And I call this mirror match magnetism because if somebody is angry, you don't want to come at them with the same amount of angry body language that they have, but you can come at them with a very 
strong, assertive, similar body language, and yet slowly, so you kind of meet them where they're at, but slowly bring them back down. So you kind of meet them with the tense, the, the strong shoulders, and then once you have them on board, then you can relax. And as you relax, they will relax too. It's called mirror match magnetism. Do what they're doing, get on board with them, and then pull them back to your board. It works. And it's another one of those things that like matching their voice, they almost never realize what you're doing or how you're doing it. It just works. Next is matching energy. And really when you're matching their voice and body, those are ways that you're matching their energy. But feel their energy. This takes some a little bit of intuition, a little bit of understanding of energy, a little bit of connection. But guys, practice. I didn't get to where I'm at in being able to do this without practice, without interacting with a lot of people, without asking myself, what is their energy? Where do I want their energy to be? Where do I need my energy to be to almost match theirs, but yet be able to pull them back to where I'm at? For those who don't understand energy, that seems like a silly step. For those who do understand energy, you're jumping up and down and clapping your hands because you know how good it works. If you don't believe me, fine. I never ask you to believe me just because I say something. I encourage you to test it. Try it. Do these things and see what happens. Next is my backwards name hack. Teach someone your name. It's called the backwards name hack because the main name hack is to learn the names of every single person that you meet, or at least who you deem to be the important ones. However, if you can teach them your name, you're way ahead of the game. Next is vulnerability and authenticity. None of the other things that I've said really will get you very far, the energy might, but none of them will get you as far as if you can meet a person with a desire to get to know them through being vulnerable and being authentic. Just like how I use my name joke. What did Delaware? When I meet someone, it's a joke, but I also tell people that I was teased with that joke when I was in fourth grade. Anyone who has been teased or has experienced teasing automatically feels a connection with me because I was teased in elementary school. Even though I'm telling you that fact now, not to complain, not to whine about it, but as a story so that you can remember my name. Side note, what did Delaware? Her New Jersey. Vulnerability and authenticity. If you leave out all the other things, if you never learn what wrinkles somebody gets on their face where if they smile too much, fine. If you are mute and cannot match their voice tone, you can always match them with authenticity and vulnerability. You can always come to a person being who you are. And that is as important or more important than everything else. But like I said, all of these things will serve you the absolute best if you come to them with a desire, a real, true, honest, genuine desire to help this person. And remember, when you help others, you get help too. It's not a selfish thing. You can even know, hey, I'm going to love this person. 
I'm going to help this person and I know that the law of attraction will bring help back to me. It's one way to get the things that you want in your life by giving other people what they want. Sometimes it's very, very easy for you to give what somebody else desperately wants. And those times are extra fantastic because if you are able to offer something to someone that they can't get anywhere else, even if they don't realize that's the case, they now have a sense of obligation to you. Anytime someone does you a favor or you do them a favor, it also creates a connection because now you have a sense of obligation to each other. When I go to someone's house and they offer me a glass of water, whether or not I'm thirsty, I always accept it. Because them getting me a glass of water means they've done me a favor, and now I kind of owe them a favor. If I never pay it off, nobody's going to mind. But if we have that favor, even a glass of water kind of hanging there, there's a sense of expectation from them and me, and I can use that sense of expectation to offer a gift that they might not otherwise accept, even if it's a gift of words, or I can just allow that to create that connection for us. Guys, my time is up. I really think if you use these things, you'll find amazing results in your interactions with other people. And remember, I'm not trying to tell you what to think. I'm only trying to get you to think for yourself. This is Della. This is the Extraordinary Talk Show. Guys, I love being here with you. I hope you have an amazing holiday season. I love you. I'll see you next week. You've been listening to The Extraordinary Talk Show with Della Hill. Search YouTube and Facebook, Spotify, or Podbean for video and podcasts of this show. Or go to RadioStGeorge.com. We'll see you next week for another edition of The Extraordinary Talk Show.